Welcome to episode three of Mountain Horse Studios. My name is Jack Ashew, and I got a good friend and horse trainer James Allen with me today, and we're going to talk about people, horses, and why and how people are screwing up horses. <laughs> and uh, we hope, uh, in some small way, we contribute better uh, to the betterment of horsemanship in general. And uh, our conversation is casual, and relaxed, and uh, hopefully uh, sometimes fun to listen to. So. Without any further ado, here we go. Oh, that's scary. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I like your I like your suggestion for the topic, you know, or for today's topic. It just uh, hopefully we have a few more of these. But uh, the whole thing about curiosity. Well, and it just seems so prevalent today in today's world. Everybody wants everything fast. It doesn't matter what it is; they want to be able to get it quick so they can get on with the rest of their busy life that's moving so fast all the time and horse training is just one more thing right you know I, yeah so you, you're seeing in which way you're having like just when people bring the horses to you or just in general i and, and well mostly when people are bringing horses to not just me but the trainers in general that i speak with and stuff i mean myself for sure but um you know I've dubbed it the one-month wonder. Everybody wants this horse that's trained in one month from, you know, not knowing anything to be able to go and win the Grand Prix on kind of thing. You know, they they yeah they want something that can be trained as fast as they can learn themselves, right? And I've spent time with one girl in particular. She wanted, uh, this is a couple of years ago, she wanted a horse, her horse to go to me, come to me for two weeks he had been started and that was all um he was really yeah. really green she wanted him to know how to neck rein side pass everything in two weeks and i'm just like come on <laughs> but just wow. doesn't work in a horse's world right and she wasn't i mean she'd had horses her whole life it wasn't like it was her first time having a horse and, and i tried to liken it to her i said you know well you know what do you do for occupation well i'm a you know i'm a first aid person at a at a mine and I said okay well cool so how much time did you spend studying to become the first aid person well you know I was in school for six years doing this and then I said oh okay well that's good because you know you went home and did homework at night and and you were able to think about this in your sleep and you know you you lived this for six years and took you that long to become proficient at what you're doing and yet you expect your horse to know everything in two weeks like get real <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, so, and are you seeing more of that now than than you were like? Absolutely. You know, yeah, six years ago or ten years ago. Absolutely, yeah. Since I started training, when I was uh, seventeen, you know, people really didn't put a lot time on it. They just, you know, I mean, not everybody. Some people did for sure, but they're like, oh, yeah, I know you want to train my horse and just get it going good, and you know, whenever you're done, let me know, kind of thing. And now it just seems more and more people are looking for that one month wonder, you know. You know, any more than a I month, wonder, oh, well, we can do it ourselves, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. I wonder what, I guess, it, is that part and parcel because everything's just speeding up? You know, everyone's job is, they're expected more at work, they're expected more in the family, they're expected more in everything they do. Yeah. And then they, they demand more, I guess. I don't I think it's a, it's a, it's even a bigger problem than the horse world, you know, it's, it's the problem of the way we're living our lives, I think. It's it, it's a cultural shift, you know? Like, if it didn't exist 10 years ago, what's happened? Yeah, and I don't um, think it's even a premeditated thing, you know? I don't even think people realize what they're expecting, you know? It's just they've become so accustomed to it. 
you know, I mean, we have remote starts for our cars, you know, we have automatic timers on our coffee pots, you know, we want everything ready and ready to go when we're, we want it, you know, kind of thing. It doesn't yeah. matter if you want to go home and you got something else to do, so you stop and grab fast food and within two minutes you're out of the drive-in or else you're upset already, you know, so. Yeah, everything's got to be turnkey. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I wonder how, how long it'll be before we have, to, we have turnkey kids. They're just you know, yeah. <laughs> genetically programmed. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, it just goes on to any walk in life. I mean, there's new apps for your phone so you can, you know, adjust your temperature in your house from driving away yeah. or lock your doors because you may have forgot them because you're in such a hurry. And, you know, it, the the horse hasn't changed, you know, since the very first century. The horse, horse's main goal when it gets up in the morning or wakes up or whatever is just to go and get some more food for its belly. And yeah. that's what, that's what, you know... So many people I don't think realizes that our world's speeded up, but theirs, theirs hasn't changed. You know, if, if they have their way, they're just going to be relaxing in the pasture, enjoying the sunshine and nibbling on some more green grass, right? Yeah, and funny how, uh, you know, I think a lot of us connect with horses f to get back to nature, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And yet, and a lot of what we do is that we're pulling the horse out of, out of nature. You know, like we're we're demanding it to to adapt to our world without um, realizing our our original intention was. I think a lot, most of us that are into horses, I would think. Um, I guess I guess you know I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but um, is is you know an underlying deep connection with horses because they they're kind of a, a, a half wild animal that we identify with that kind of draws us back to nature and yet we don't live with them that way. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, like myself personally and, and several other people I know that, you know, after a hard day at work, um, whatever you, you might be doing and you, you're feeling stressed and tense and stuff like that, the most relaxing thing for me is to come home, climb on my horse and go for a ride, right? And I yeah. kind of, and I know several people that way too and it, to me, it seems like the reason we can relax at that is because there isn't anything fast about it. We can just go and go for a walk down the trail and just, you know, at a nice, easy pace and and um, just relax. Give ourselves that opportunity to relax and forget about everything that's chasing us maybe and where we have to be next and just take our time and unwind. Yeah, and, and yet... Instead, it seems we probably unconsciously choose this, but uh, we we force the horse to um, constrain to our time constraints. Yep. You yep. know. Well, that's right. And yeah. you know, yeah. But you know, we don't we don't we don't do what's natural. We we really impose our. Um, our culture on and our pets i'm sure and not to put a horse in the classification of a pet but i'm sure uh you know i guess we don't think of dogs that way but certainly horses um they're i think they to us anyhow to me they represent even almost more of a wild side than than a dog does and um yeah it's interesting how you you notice that change even in horsemanship life speeding up and and the demands on our horses are also speeding up that's crazy to think about yeah it is and i just um you know and i i really don't think 
anybody does it intentionally. I think it's just a subconscious thing that we're just so used to everything being as quick as we want it to be. And if it isn't, we're yeah. going to get a newer model that is quicker, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it reminds me of Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Whole Foods, uh, now you can, you know, shop for your complete meal at Whole Foods. You have been yeah. forever now, but um, everything quick and easy. And, um, and we and don't have time quality. to go shopping, so they deliver it to your door now if you want, right? Yep. Place, yep. place your grocery order from work on your on your smartphone and uh, it'll be at your doorstep when you get home. <laughs> well, so many, so many people are doing that with coffee now. They use their app to buy their coffee and they just come into Starbucks and grab it off the table and go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they'll be expecting from you next, <laughs> James. They'll, just, <laughs> they'll put the order in and expect to just have a trained horse at the other end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, but it's so true. And, you know, I think people just need to, to realize that the horse is still in their own world. I mean, they might be living in our world, but they're not going to learn any faster than they're capable of learning. And, and you know, the, the smarter breeding that people have done today of, you know, with the line breeding and all the other stuff is definitely, you know, um, we have smarter and, and horses for it, more talented horses for all of the selective breeding they've done. But reality is they might learn a little quicker than they used to, you know, way back in the beginning but uh but they're still a horse and the most primary thing on their life is to just have another meal and enjoy the sunshine so when people are training horses what do you think the um well let's let's what's the best way to train a horse then so let's say you didn't have any time constraints where would you start with a horse well I where do you start well i suppose the first the first thing that individually you know, it, depending on the person, is where do you see your horse? Where do you want it? Where do you want your horse to be? You know, mm. what do you want to do with your horse? And do you want it? How trained do you want it when you get it home? That's the question I always ask people. You know, I mean, and that's it's horse dependent. You know, as to how fast they learn, no different than kids in school or anything, anybody in a classroom. Um, you know, as to how fast a horse learns, but primarily is where the person wants expects that horse to be and and that's where the the timeline really changes you know i mean if somebody wants a really well broke horse that does lead changes and and you know comes when you call it and all sorts of different things well that's that's going to take longer for every individual horse and to say that you know anybody can do that in two months or three months or one month is you know it's just not going to happen it's and until you start with each horse and, and start putting time on it and find out how keen they are and how much try they have in them and, and where they want to be. Like, that's the other thing is so many people want their horse to be somewhere that, you know, maybe they're not cut out for it. I, I believe every horse in life or almost every horse in life has one spot where they're going to excel really well at it. And if that's yeah. not the same place that that person wants that horse to be, the two probably aren't going to be a great match. And uh, it's it's yeah. a select few horses that can excel at everything, right? Um, it's a very few horses that can do that that I've come across, and and no different than people. I mean, you know, somebody might be a mathematician, and the next guy's a scientific whiz, right? So um, yeah, it, and it, it, they they uh, you know I see it when I was doing um, I was guiding for a bit, 
And um, you'd see that with people that, um, and it wasn't that long ago, I guess I saw it the same way, is that people just see a horse and don't see the individual personalities are almost, I would joke around saying they're all people. They're all individual people. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're so unique that um, it's, you know, the, the herd is like high school. Um, there's, there's so much going on, but it's at a slower pace. So you have to, you have to watch it with different eyes and you have to have time to watch it. Mm. Um, and, and yet, so when people would show up, um, you would see that disconnect. It was like a horse was like a tree in a forest. It was all the same. You know, it was not that every tree is the same, but how many of us look at a forest, we look kind of. Uh, as if the trees are just trees, you know, they're not mm. individual characters. And, um, and I see that with horses. And I wonder if that, even when people, their expectations on horses, if it's part and parcel that they themselves aren't seeing the character of the horse, I don't know. Well, yeah, exactly. And, you know, one of the, um, yeah, the ways I liken that is that it's like a potter and clay. I mean, there might be a whole bunch of different balls of clay and you can make them into anything you want, but a horse isn't that way. And too many people think that a horse is just like a soft ball of clay and you can build it into whatever structure you want. And, and um, you know, breeding dictates who they're going to become to a certain extent. And so does, um, you know, their, their mental being, their physical abilities, you know. I mean, whether their yeah. um, hip bones have the right slope and, and their pasterns and all sorts of stuff as to how it depends on how hard they're going to stop. And... And there's many things that restrict who they can be and, and who they want to be. And, and a prime example for myself was um, I've got this paint horse. You've seen him when you're up here. And uh, he's a 100% halter bred horse. So, you know, I mean, he's bred to be in the show ring on a halter. And I did an extended pedigree on him and not a single one of his ancestors ever worked a cow. They're, they're not one of them had ever been around cows that you know that yeah. that was noticed any recognized as working cows at any rate and um yet i want i was interested in him for cows just because that's what i do at the time and um, yeah. i took him out and got him all you know trained up and the first time i ever uh, exposed him to cows i was working with another guy on some cows we had some cows in the arena there and i took him in and I just worked him just a little bit on a cow, just following a cow a little bit. And uh, he was like, wow, I mean, he, this horse seemed to pick up on him right away. Well, the second day we went back and did it again. And my horse turned so fast on a cow that I lost my hat. And I stepped off, you know, he was <laughs> sort of taught to ground tie. So when the cow stopped at the bottom of the arena, I stepped off and left him standing there. And I walked back up the arena 50 feet to go get my hat. Well, that cow took off up the other side of the arena and my horse unaided all on his own standing there took off and he worked yeah. he worked that cow all on his own and this is a horse wow. that's 100 percent halter bred and he turned out to be the cowiest horse i've ever rode to this day and um you know if you go by papers he shouldn't have been but that yeah. that was his niche right he really loved to work cows so so we just that's can't wild. predict who they're supposed to be you know yeah yeah, you know, and it goes back to your point. It's they're just like people. Like you can't uh, force a child who is going to be a mathematician or a soccer player to become a piano player. No, that's right. And it uh, doesn't matter how much you yeah. drill it into them. It's that's just not who yeah. they are. They're, they're everybody. Yeah. Every horse, every person is an individual, and 
and we have to give them that opportunity to be that and that's where they're going to excel at oh you can force them into being a piano player or you know a, a jumper or whatever else but if they're not they don't have the try if they don't have the desire to do it they're not going to excel at it they're not going to rise to the top of their class yeah and i guess you're going to have to use more pressure to uh get him to do what he doesn't really want to do absolutely would that be yep yeah yeah, and with that you're going to have more resistance and uh they're going to give you less try because you know they don't really want to be doing that and um yeah it'll be a it'll be a lot longer road to get them to to where you want them than it would have been to have a horse that wanted to be there too and that's yeah that's such a key word that i use when a lot is try but i mean if they really want to try to to achieve something because they want to do it too it's uh, obviously going to be a whole lot easier to get them there how would you tr- how would you tie in try and curiosity with a horse because you've talked about curiosity uh, particularly about wild horses being the difference uh, much more curious than domesticated horses but how does how does is, is the tr- is a horse's try related it sounds like it would be to its curiosity you know it's it's does it's curiosity and whatever it's interested in or how do you um what do you look for well i suppose that's a i haven't really thought of it in that regard um yeah i I would have to think you know um if they're curious about something they're gonna try to figure it out right um they're gonna they're gonna work hard they're gonna work hard with you with everything and and um yeah curiosity is such a big thing and in my program you know i want the horse to be curious about stuff as opposed to being afraid of it and um being interested in trying to figure it out and huh. yeah I, I guess they tie together because the horse is trying because he's interested he's truly interested in in it whether that's curiosity or whatever it is yeah so how would you train like what kind of personality like would there be how many personality traits if you tried to generalize it would you categorize horses into or would you at all it would just be there's just too much variation you know what i yeah there's there's so much variation in that and i've just rapidly thinking back but i know i've i've discussed this with people over over the years many times but of all the horses I've rode, um, and the one, the one summer, well, the one about a ten-month stretch there, I started seventy-five horses one year, and um, <laughs> you know, not, not two of those came across as the same. Like they all had different, different personalities, different, different points where they tried hard, and different points where they were interested, and yeah, it was just, it was very very interesting you know to to see how similar horses yet how different they are from each other yeah well you know it's uh, you know i guess it's no different than the personalities because um even there's you know little experience that i've had um um the herds have been uh individual Mm -hmm. like the herds themselves and every member within the herd has been individual you know absolutely it's um uh yeah so what are you doing now are you you training anybody yep yep we got uh three of them on the go at this point right now 
um, two of our own and uh, one outside horse right now. I try to try to not do a, a ton in the winter anymore just because the weather's so tough to you know predict. I don't I don't like yeah. I don't like working a horse and have it get sweaty when it's you know anything a lot colder than minus ten. It's just I don't think it's fair to them. I mean they need that energy and protein to keep themselves warm throughout the night and blanket them as you may you know it's i don't i just don't think it's that fair yeah. to them so so i try not to do a ton of training in the cold of winter anymore i i used to but i just don't uh, yeah I, I feel for them too much they they can't they can't go and cuddle underneath some blankets in a warm bed yeah you could put a blanket on them and stuff at night but the thing that i see you know so many different people shaving their horses and different things and oh yeah well, well we're going to keep the summer coat off so we'll put winter blankets on early and we'll put, put two blankets on or three blankets on well everything i've experienced is cold comes from the the bottom up and those horses bellies are all exposed and the cold they might have yeah. a blanket on their back but their bellies are exposed right and so they're and that's where their vital organs are so you know i just yeah, yeah. i just feel bad yeah no it makes sense yeah <clears throat> And um, is it, from what I understand, it's horses generate heat from eating. Yes. You know, they, yep. If they're not eating, they can't generate heat. Yeah, and too many people think, you know, I won't say a ton of people, but there's definitely a, a certain portion that want that rich hay with lots of alfalfa because it creates energy to keep them warm. But the thing they're forgetting is that a horse is a grazing animal and, uh, you know, they should be grazing at least... 16 hours a day you know by their just by their body makeup and stuff and when we start feeding them alfalfa feed you know they've got maybe what in total maybe three hours of eating for the whole day and their system is yeah. designed to be grazing all day long so <coughs> you know i think you're I better off <coughs> to feed a, a lesser quality feed and give them something so they can can sit there and graze all day keep their stomach working and and um so they keep them warm for sure yeah yeah i, I remember russ just uh, told me a couple of stories about um uh, being in the backcountry and and uh having a couple of horses hobbled and one of the horses ground tied and uh uh, uh to stake and i guess got you know, muddled up couldn't eat that night mm -hmm. and uh when he when he got to him in the morning um you know, he was, he was quite cold and he was shivering. And all the other horses were steaming in the morning sun, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And, but, uh, so he wasn't able to eat and he was cold because of it. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I could see I could see that. So you're not training Azul too much then? Yeah, yeah, he's one of the he's one of the three. Um, he's getting yeah. rode almost every day right now, so. Oh, he is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's doing really well. Uh, is he getting bigger? He has definitely... Uh, filled out quite a bit um yeah he seems to be in a well it's hard it's hard to say when you see him every day but when you you know i definitely notice a difference from this spring that's for sure um he's definitely a i just remember his bit <laughs> i just remember his big bum <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the small front end and the big bum <laughs> he's almost he's almost um proportioned now he's uh, yeah he's definitely filling out but he's yeah he's doing really well yeah, he's doing really well. I'm I'm very happy with him. <clears throat> he just tries so hard, and so far we just haven't even hit a spot where he just said, "No, I'm not doing that." You know, he's just been willing all the way. So, 
Um, well, it's just even when I was there, he was so curious. He was, yep. uh, I don't know, he just has good boy written all over him. Well, he's, um, it's almost when you, you know, if you do groundwork and stuff with him, I mean, he, he's attentive and he does it well and stuff like that, but it's almost like as soon as you get on his back, he's like, oh, yeah, let's go do something. You know, let's, this, this was good, but let's, let's go out. Let's go ride and let's go do something, right? And I haven't actually taken him out riding yet. We've been just because of the weather and stuff, we've been arena riding, but... Um, I got to go move some cows this weekend, and I was thinking, geez, you know, if it was possible, I would like to take him out. And um, oh, no I won't just because of the ice and stuff that's around. But but um, yeah, I think he'd actually enjoy it a lot. Hey, what are you moving the cows with the ATVs or? Uh, no, we'll probably yeah, I'll probably take my uh, seasoned mare out and and uh, got a couple cows I need to bring in out of the herd and move them up, move them up to another field. So. But, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Studios.